Hello, Assalamu alaikum everybody. Hope you're all safe, sound and healthy. And I was actually thinking about a few things. These are one of those normal random thoughts that come into our mind every day whenever we go through stuff that we have to go through or when we sit down and analyze our life and all. And I was thinking about all the weird things that, you know, the, the one of the funniest things about uh, my generation is that we're not even aware of the fact that we're millennials. <laughs> we actually tend to call the Generation Z people millennials for some odd reason. I guess it's because to us it made more sense they were born in the millennium. So it's quite a shock when you come across the uh, definition of a millennial and you find out that these are those people who were actually born from the 1980s onwards. And um, because uh, most of the... Uh, you know, the definitions that the American boomers uh, give uh, regarding millennials, they actually do not match millennials in any form or way. So it always looks as if they're talking about the Generation Z. Um, so I thought that, you know, there's this, this thing really needs to be clear because we make the same complaints. We, the millennials, we make the same complaints about Generation Z. But I guess it's also because of the fact that uh, we, the Generation Y, millennials, um, we have um, maybe maybe it's because we have inherited this uh, whining from the boomers. I guess you know every generation has to whine about the next. But the truth is, um, I think the people who were born from the 1980 onwards are right now in their 40s at the maximum, right? Um, and I think to us, like, we, are, we are one of, we are that generation where we started off when there was no um, internet or computers and all, and then, but while we were still young, so we, got introduced to all of this. So it's not like we were actually, yes, half of us were born into the technologically, uh, this, the, this digital world, but half of us were not born. You need to remember that. Those of us born in the 80s and the 90s, we were not really born into technology because technology properly came, it properly came on a commercial level into everybody's home in the mid 90s mid and late 90s so mostly mid 90s yes so um it's true that my dad had a computer uh you know he bought the, one of the first commercialized computers and that was in the 70s but uh, again those computers were not so vastly commercialized as when you know when windows came into the 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 field and you know and it brought windows 95 and then you know the the whole um PC concept of having a PC at home began and by the late 90s just before the millennium that's when the laptops uh, you know became more of a they started coming into the market to be consumed by everyday uh, ordinary people so yeah okay half of us were not born with the internet mind you and the other half of us were born with the internet so you need to first of all remember that I mean, no wonder us millennials complain about millennials because actually we may be the same generation, but you're talking about two halves. And that is that is actually the, the, the quirk of our generation, you can say. That is the unique point of our generation. 
is that half of us were born prior to the digital world and the other the, the other half of us was born um, right into the digital world those half of us that were born prior to the prior to the digital world we are the ones that actually initiated um, technology we ushered technology into into the common man's world we can say so um, but despite the fact that it is uh, that it is this half of us that is responsible for making the world digital that does not mean that the whole lot of us of this part of the of this half of the generation uh, would be adept I mean we are adept but I mean you know not the way the ones who were born into it are now you know so our parents uh, got introduced to the digital world late in life uh, but so so did we even though we are the ones who it's our half that you know initiated the generalization of it and then the other half the half that was born in the late 90s onwards um, they are the ones who are more adept because they are the ones who created it all you could say so the generation z um first of all this is something that i've kept on saying is that we have no right to complain about generation z why because uh the world had started collapsing uh thanks to the boomers the boomers need to remember this their their generation is the reason why the world is the way it is today the world is a mess environmentally speaking the world is a mess on a humanitarian level the world is a mess uh, economically speaking it is a mess opportunities wise uh, why because of the boomers because they, they they are the most corrupt generation you could say ever ever i mean the the level of corruption that has brought the world down to this point uh, that level of correction uh, of, of corruption was created by the boomers they need to remember that and they need to be ashamed of it they need to acknowledge it they need to admit it that generation has eaten up and this is on a global level you see it's not just my country because I'm noticing this that this is on a global level the reason why universally the world is going down is because that generation generation X the boomers uh, they have been highly irresponsible because they were the generation that was born into opportunities. You need to understand that. They were the generation that was born into opportunities. Um, and they were the generation that broke down all opportunities. So our generation, we were not born with opportunities. We were born with a small amount of opportunities that we thought we could expand on but those opportunities fizzled out before we could do much so our generation basically created those opportunities that the new generation can still enjoy which is again working in the digital world in the uh, in the tech world okay where one could be self-sufficient our generation had to work in the garages of our parents in order to create uh, technology you know so this is this is the generation Y okay uh generation y is the one that had that started building new careers creating new careers okay so yes if uh, that is why i think we feel we have the right to complain actually if we talk about generation z not uh taking advantage of that because we have literally given them that opportunity that we never got and which is to be able to 
you know have new careers that that you know that they could work on solo you know as you know it is our generation that has that started working as indies you know indie writers uh, freelancers you know we're independents so where we alone can you know sort of create some sort of a small business that we can later on maybe expand to or even if we don't but it's something that we can do uh, without uh, much finances so our generation was the generation that knew how to create work without spending money um the new generation uh, i think that they are completely ruined uh, they have because when we were when we ended up with no little to no opportunities that means now they have zero to minus opportunities that is a fact because again just because their generation z does not mean that every single one of them is going to enter into the tech field again because how much more you know either there is in every field has a limit and every field has an influx and so you cannot just it's like how you know in our generation our parents pushed most of us into medical uh, the medical field or the engineering field um you know and at the end of the day um, if there is going to be a saturation in in medicine or in engineering um then you know then you you need to then look elsewhere so then that is when we started going towards law and towards technology and you know so the new generation as i said they have even lesser opportunities in a way because many of these um many of these uh fields uh they have they are so saturated because the population uh worldwide is uh, is once again going to a high dangerous level um last we counted we were 100 and uh, we were 1.9 uh sorry so it was basically 207.68 million that was the final results of the census that was uh the pakistan census of 2017 um okay and uh, now it is said that it has gone up to 223 or 249 so uh, let's see and that is excluding this 249 is excluding uh gilgit baltistan and azad jammu and kashmir okay but it includes the islamabad uh, capital territory so this massive increase in population once again this is again uh, one of the driving factors of losses of opportunities although pakistan is rich as a land of resources but we have never really exploited those resources the way they should be and actually the truth is that the public is scared to even allow the government uh, most of the time to exploit because we know that if the government ever tries to exploit any of these resources they're just going to pocket it they're never going to use it on the uh, on the on the people of the country so uh, plus some of the resources the international uh, uh, the other countries you know foreign states they they would not like for pakistan to explore some of these resources because that would make pakistan into one of the for example uh, sub sufficient countries in petrol or in other resources so pakistan is essentially a very rich country but it uh, it is ensured that it does not become rich uh, by outside factors as well as certain inside anti state factors so this is a fact that we have to go through every day of our lives okay 
So we lost a lot of opportunities thanks to the corruption of Generation X, which is the same generation that is sitting on our heads in the form of governance, uh, in the form of bureaucracy, in the form of the army and the establishment. And they just won't let go. So you can imagine the height of corruption. The same is with every other country in America or in any other country that is that has geopolitical involvements, which is why essentially Pakistan was always supposed to be uh, a neutral country. Because when you're a neutral country, only then can you focus on your people, on your resources, on building of that country, developing of that country. But the minute you start alliances with other countries and get involved in geopolitics, um, that is when you actually have signed the contract of your doom. It's as simple as that. So as we can see, the handful of countries in this world that are uh, extremely developed on all the levels that I consider developed, that is where you're self-sufficient enough to take care of your people, where you can have free education, 100% free all the way to university level, where you have uh, very high percentage benefits where you have a, a, a concrete social welfare system that is going on where nobody really needs that social welfare because everybody is basically uh, rich enough or self-sufficient enough to afford basic needs. So these, these uh, few countries in Europe that are neutral, um, they are enjoying those benefits. They're enjoying that life. And the rest of us who are involved in this American-British uh, um, you know, uh, war-mongering geopolitics, uh, those of us who are just involved in all their, their sadistic corruption uh, on a global level uh, as allies, we are the ones that are doomed. So that, that also we have to keep in mind. And that is why we say that the boomers have basically um, eaten up at least three generations worth of resources and finances, you can say. So basically, uh, our generation will be, uh, in a, it, let's put it in this way, that our generation will be in debt and the generation after us will be in debt. And I'm sure the generation after them will also still be in debt, thanks to the greed of the boomers. Uh, they have created uh, such a massive level of downslide uh, that our generation is already hurting because we have we were not born into opportunities. We thought we had opportunities, but by the time we reached uh, the age to grab onto those opportunities, it, they all fizzled out. So we don't have uh, we created many of our opportunities, which we hope that the next generation could you know uh, it could help them. But the truth is again that that does not mean that the next generation is going to be self-sufficient. Now the next generation is barely holding on. You understand? So the second half of our generation and the next generation, they are barely holding on. So those people right now in their 20s and in their 30s, they have nothing. They are not born with, into opportunities. They do not see any opportunities and they are barely hanging on. And that is why in many countries where people have uh, uh, problems at work, where there are a lot of uh, authoritarian and bullying issues like in Japan or in Korea or in other such countries. Um, the reason why they just can't afford to quit is because if they quit, then they know and their superiors know that there, there are no opportunities. So where will they go? How will they get a job? It's so saturated. 
so in pakistan actually we could have in pakistan it should have been the opposite we could have had a lot of opportunities because there's still so much more to be done here so much more to be built here but that has been taken away from us superficially so in pakistan saturation is not exactly uh, a fact as much as it is an artificially created scenario for us but again it doesn't matter what the reason is but almost every country right now is facing saturation and almost every country right now is going through the same thing where the next generation you can see has nothing in their hands and so what is the next generation going to do we can only hope and pray that they they would have the the capacity to create new careers like how we did that is all we can hope for seriously but the truth is we got nothing from the boomers and as a result although we're still fighting and struggling to get whatever it is that we need to get but we can't even give anything to the next generation so we're doomed the next generation's doomed everybody's screwed but but i do believe that something that the next generation the generation z lacks and they think it's not very important and i blame generation y for it to a large extent um and that is discipline i would think that our generation would know the importance of discipline oh yes i know because our generation is the one that created indie the indie industry and the freelancing industry so they would think that discipline has nothing to do with it but that is not the only form of discipline discipline is when after all the reason why we could create all the all these new fangled stuff the reason why we could create new careers is again because of discipline you have to have mental discipline you have to have the the drive to work hard you have to be able to put on all hours to get your stuff done you have to be able to you know produce something out of nothing that in itself is also discipline you mean you require discipline to do all of that so why is it that uh, my generation has failed miserably as parents to instill discipline amongst their children i don't know but i also blame the schools because again why are the schools not instilling discipline upon children discipline again i would say discipline does not really mean that you have to you know uh, do uh, you know manual labor or something remember discipline is again in the mind you instill the but again in pakistan actually regardless of the generation this is something i've noticed for the past 30 years that i've been in this country um i've noticed that people here do not know how to work hard they're so used to trying to look for easy money for shortcuts <clears throat> and that is why well, that's one of the biggest reasons why pakistan has collapsed because uh you will never find somebody doing something properly the way it should be done taking time they're always cutting corners they're always looking for shortcuts they're always uh you know um i mean they they are so steeped into the idea of easy money that they have forgotten the uh that the whole discipline of working hard uh yeah some may argue and many will argue that it's because the society is so corrupted that uh, hard work doesn't pay yes it's true okay hard work doesn't pay but at the same time that does not mean that you should create such a stifling atmosphere for those people who do work hard so what happens is that the people who are qualified who have merit uh who work hard they are pushed aside and they don't get anything they don't get any reward and people who use shortcuts dishonesty 
cut corners, um, they get the reward. But uh, again, so the, who is responsible for this? Who is responsible for this? Who's the one that created such a society? It's the boomers in our country. They, they're the ones who are still sitting on top of us. Because again, I would say that we talk so much, we brag so much about how we have the one of the largest human resources in the world, you know, as in we have youth. We, the, the largest majority of our human uh, resources is youth. But what have you done to the youth and what have you done for the youth? The youth is wasting away because there's nothing for them to do. There, There's no jobs, there's no opportunities. And how long are we going to work on, you know, self-created uh, careers? Seriously, I mean, fine, okay, they may help us to an extent We've, as freelancers. Our generation, the reason why Pakistan is number three in freelancing is because our generation has no other choice really but to freelance because that's the only thing we can do at this point where there are no opportunities. So again, who created this chaos, who created this, this situation? It's the boomers in our, in our country especially. So we are left with nothing in our hands and we have nothing to offer and we have nothing to give to the next generation as well. So they will be left on their own because we are still fighting to get something that is ours and we will never get it. Let's just realize that already, we'll never get it. And if we won't get it, then obviously the next generation won't get anything either. So the boomers have ruined three generations. They have ruined three generations, ours and the next two to come. And they are so proud of it. The boomers are so proud of the amount of wastage uh, and the amount of carnage that they've laid out. So it is, uh, it's very, very concerning. It's extremely concerning that the boomers have pushed the world towards the brink of destruction, the brink of nothingness, the brink of, of emptiness, of darkness. And they're still not leaving us alone. So, but, but again, I would say that one of the biggest problems that the generation uh, Z is, is actually facing is lack of discipline. Again, discipline does not mean that you should, you know, bow down to your parents every morning. It does not mean that you should, you know, uh, have, uh, it, it means that you should learn how to discipline your, yourself, your life, so that when you start something, you know how to complete it, so that you know how to work hard, so that you understand that nothing comes easy. Even, even in this society where everybody's cutting corners, and looking for shortcuts even they are not getting it easy mind you because their losses outnumber their income okay or it outnumbers their their rewards that they that they may get so without self-discipline we cannot move forward we cannot better our lives we need to learn to focus on our work it's very easy to say we have ADHD. Yeah, the whole world has ADHD now all of a sudden. Yeah. Why is it that suddenly this, this whole world, you know, has got ADHD? Seriously? That is that is bull. Okay, that is a lot of bull. Because I don't think uh, ADHD is as common as people are trying to make it out to be. True genuine cases are still very rare. Okay, it's not ADHD. You just don't have self-discipline. You need to learn to focus on what it is that you're doing. 
and if you can't focus then it means there is something that is constantly bothering you and distracting you you need to remove that distraction and again this requires self-discipline to remove distractions to enable you to focus okay so there is that uh, so i do believe that for example the the young generation I don't remember anybody waking me up to go to university. Why do I have to wake the next generation up to go to university? Why can't they put on the alarm so that they can go to their university? And if they have put on the alarm, why can't they wake up? I mean, this this is even worse. Why is it that, um, that you think that it is okay for your parents to waste so much money on your education if you're not even serious about it that you can't even wake up to go for your classes? So this, this is, you know, this is also lacking in self-discipline. And to have that, to have that absolute, especially when you're in your 20s now. So if you're in your 20s and you still lack that basic uh, common sense of what it is that you need to do and what it is, what it is that you don't, you can't do or should do, then, uh, I mean, if you can't even grow up at this age, then what it is that, what is it that you're learning in the universities that you're going to and how can you make a career when you're still thinking actually the new generation is thinking about businesses but they do not understand that our generation when we started careers again i would remind you we started from zero our parents didn't give us anything our parents did not even finance uh, our generation our generation was known to create money from zero money to create careers from nothing to do businesses from nothing right but the new generation is even more well equipped than us which makes me wonder why is it that they still want to be financed you can start a business on mobile you just need one mobile and you can start a business I mean this is how easy it has become for the next generation if they want to continue in the digital world or even in the non-digital world, the point is that the, that their options of starting from zero as in regarding money, their options to start without any money to make money is more, you know, we created more of those options than we had. So yes, so when we complain about how the Generation Z people are so lazy and so callous and they're looking for shortcuts and they're looking to cut corners and they want they all want to do business nobody wants to work nobody wants to do a job they all want to do a business but they want you to finance them then you don't know what business is if you still need people to finance you you need to first create a business prove yourself and then you look for investors that is how business is done in any way it doesn't matter which business it is even when uh, our generation, Generation Y, when we created the digital business, we looked for investment after we created something that was worthy to invest in. We created something and then we looked for investors. And those of us who were in the non-digital area, we created something and we still did it without investors until much later when we wanted to expand. But as long as we could do it on our own, we preferred not to take investors because when somebody puts in their money, it means that person would want a bit of control over your business, which is something we don't like. So we would much rather, you know, just wait it out until we reach that point where even if somebody does invest, 
but we could still have more power and more say in our own businesses. So the new generation, the Generation Z people, uh, they're extremely lazy. They whine a lot. They, they do not want to do anything uh, that requires even the slightest bit of hard work. And that is because they lack discipline. And that is where our generation is to blame again as parents. The parenting of my generation is probably one of the worst parenting I've ever witnessed in my life. And I don't know why it is that they are so bad at it, that they do not know how to discipline their children. They do not care about character building. They do not care. And mind you, character building is an essential component of any human being. And to discard it thinking that, oh, you know, this, these are just super, they're not superficial, contrary to what you think. The way you walk, the way you talk, the way you sit, the way you stand, they matter. They really do matter. Okay. Um, you should, yes, be able to know uh, how it is done or said or, um, you know, lived in, in, this, in the streets. That's fine. I get that. But you should learn to know, you should, you should know how to talk politely to somebody. You should know which words are considered appropriate, which are not considered appropriate. You, why? Because the reason why words are appropriate or inappropriate is because it boils down to consideration for others, hurting other people's feelings. So you're very sensitive about your feelings, but you don't give a shit about other people's feelings. That is just downright narcissistic. So that's the problem. Um, narcissism has become too much. People uh, complain about the millennials, that it began with the millennials. I would say it began with the second half of the millennials, yes. The second half of the millennials are downright narcissistic. And I feel that they're the ones that are passing on that narcissism to their kids. Because the next generation is a high level, high level narcissistic generation. And they're lazy and they're selfish. And they are, they only know how to take, they don't know how to give. And they're always complaining and they are never ever in the mood to try something new or to check something out, or to observe, or to explore, or to travel, or to move out. So they they are, and again, I would blame our generation when it comes to traveling and moving out, is that our generation has, uh, is, has lived in this atmosphere where now everybody's caged in. We blame the social media for caging people in and making them antisocial, but the truth is, People were already becoming antisocial, which is why the social media and the, digi the, the digital platforms became a very welcome retreat for people. Why did people become antisocial? Again, because of the society, the environment, um, the limitations, the restrictions that became, uh, you know, part of our life that got imposed on us where we lacked opportunities. You understand that opportunities play a big role in the way you live your life. A life without opportunities means limiting yourself until you come to a point where you have limited yourself to just a room in the house or just a house. And so the next generation, uh, which is born into the digital world, uh, which is born into smartphones and technology, uh, they see no need to go out and play. But mind you, this next generation, also when they were young, they did go out and play. They did have healthy lives. They did, they did uh, you know, 
they went swimming they went they they were uh, involved in sports and everything it's only when they became teenagers that they uh became more and more immersed in their own worlds and uh, you could say they became antisocial but you know what teenagers usually are antisocial in their own way so there there is nothing to complain there but what yes what is concerning is that the environment is no longer conducive the environment is no longer conducive for uh you know for going out and traveling and have living healthy lives uh, only few people now can do it where this is something that everybody could do for free but now even this has become uh difficult for the ordinary person because the ordinary person is now immersed in just making ends meet and so the next generation is even more limited more restricted because we're always scared i mean i've seen it myself i've seen the parents say oh don't go out oh, this will happen don't go out that will happen and then but the fact is that it is true that yes the environment has become more toxic more dangerous now for kids to go out before it, it it was usually considered safe for kids to go out and play but now it's not safe for kids to go out and play look at the crime rate um look at the corruption rate look at the environment look at what's going on around us nobody's safe so especially now when there is this uh, this atmosphere of war that america's trying to create all over the world it has been trying to do that for the past 10 12 15 years but the thing is the world was it was somehow the other resisting it but now america has uh, forced the world once again into war uh, through U- ukraine and it has baited russia and it attacked russia through ukraine and then it knew that russia would have no choice but to attack back and and this is why and this is you know how it does this is how it uses its so called allies ukraine was an ally of the us and how did the us deal with its ally it used the land of its ally to attack its enemy similarly it wants to use uh, pakistani soil to attack china and pakistan was not ready to do that which is why it toppled our government and put its own traitors and fifth columnists into the government now we have an illegal government that is not even elected and we have an unofficial dictatorship and at the top is america and they're having secret dealings where they are concluding the contract in which they would give bases to america in pakistan which again means that pakistan is going to be forced into another war i mean it was not it wasn't it enough that we were forced into a war of terrorism that sharad that was created by america with the 911 trauma that it created just so that it could attack different countries because as i said america is always itching it's always jonesing for a war because that is its bread and butter the people need to understand that america cannot survive without war because war brings in money america is a country that actually is a war monger so it it earns through war right and that is why it has created problems all over the world but now it wants a full blown war because that's the only way for it to uh, save its economy and this is how it will kill every other country's economy so it wants the us dollar to dominate the world currency the world does not want the us dollar to dominate the currency the world wanted to go back to gold and then he killed gaddafi and now the world wants to just deal in their own local currencies with each other and now they so they want to wage war against all those blocks that want to not deal in us currency so this is what is going on here which is again adding to these problems that we have because it is now infiltrating our daily lives 
So when you are pushed towards war, one of the first things that you see, the first signs is inflation, which obviously we are seeing, so is Europe. So we have been pushed, we are being pushed into this war and it doesn't matter how much we resist. So it has, the symptoms have started. We have inflation, there is economic crisis, there's social crisis, there's healthcare crisis, there's every, you know, everything is being shut down, businesses are being shut down, resources are being shut down, artificial shortage is being created of utility um, and subsidized items that we actually uh, export to the world. Suddenly we have a shortage of those items. Imagine the items that we export to the world, we are now facing shortage on, and I'm talking about food items. So this is how you create uh, the environment that is conducive for war. And this is the environment that is conducive to crime as well. And again, no more opportunities. So you're basically just pushing the whole new generation once again towards destruction. And this is why, to a certain point, our complaints are not warranted or merited even towards Generation Z, because they are going to get it even worse than we did. They're going to get it because we could not uh, fix the shit that the boomers laid out on us because the boomers are not leaving us alone. They're still not dying out. The old farts, they're just not dying. And so our youth is already almost gone. So our youth got wasted. Now we're going to become old. And these the, the Generation Z people now, they're going to be, they're the youth now. And again, once again, they have nothing in their hands, like how we had nothing in our hands. So it's a tough, vicious cycle right now. And uh, so complaining and whining for either generation will do us no good. And to a certain point, it's also wrong. It doesn't make sense because we have each failed the other generation. And actually, the boomers have failed all three coming generations, really. So we have failed in the sense that we couldn't stop them. We couldn't stop them. We couldn't fix it. And we are still uh, going through shit because of them. And we can't fix it. We can't clean the toilets. And by the time the next generation begins to even think about cleaning the toilets, the toilets will just need to be completely removed and destroyed because they can't be cleaned. So this is where we stand today. So this is it for me for now. Take care, everybody. Have a wonderful time, or try to have a wonderful time wherever you are. This is me signing out. Khuda Hafiz.